normal. Movie. Normal people. Normal people. Movie. so good to be back this is uh your last normal movies of the 2010s um I, I, aside, what a decade it's yeah, been aside yeah aside from our like, barring any secret meetings between the two of them that i'm not privy to uh and if you want access to those they're on the patreon they're behind a paywall <laughs> that i could never personally afford but uh if you want some exclusive andrew and alex reviews yeah 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 it's no, uh, it's our regular Patreon, but oh. just add a slash secret. Oh, the there you go. Yes, yeah. there you go. Damn, I could never figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Jordan, the um, the Caesar Romero Joker. <laughs> Look at my mustache. I ain't painting it over. I mean, I'm not shaving it. Uh, I got Andrew here. The uh, let's call him uh, the Jared Leto Joker. Hey, man. Ah, what? <laughs> you owned, nerd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just because I got locked in that hot topic this one time. <laughs> and, and we're never going to let you live. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex, you you can be the, like, Batman video games that don't have Mark Hamill as the voice of the Joker. So you're just like... <laughs> Ar- Arkham or Arkham or yeah, 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 yeah. The one made in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're presumably the Troy Baker or Nolan North Joker. <laughs> what a difference. Joke. I think they're the same guy. Uh, yeah. Isn't John DiMaggio to a Joker? Some of those that things. doesn't sound right. That doesn't? All right. No, that's know. Bender. Yeah, I know it's yes, yes. <laughs> he makes jokes on the television program. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I've been getting that character wrong for years. Uh, you watch the clown edit of Futurama where everybody's a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Release the clown cut. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, right. Batman Unlimited. Troy Baker as the voice of Batman. Oh, Wait, so he's the so voice of Joker. And oh, Andrew okay. is right. Yeah. John DiMaggio did play um, did play Batman's foe, the clown, <laughs> the clown man. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Alan Tudyk. How, how do we not know the difference between these two very distinct characters, Batman and the Joker? <laughs> well, perhaps they're just Jordan. one side of the same coin. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, opposite sides of the yeah. same point. A point oh. made by better movies than this. <laughs> made by yeah. every yeah. Batman or Joker-related media in the past 30-something years. I think everyone. I thought that was something that really only became known in pop culture through The Dark Knight. Like, that theme. No, I mean, it's it's straight back to, like, the killing joke, right? Yeah. I mean, any, any, like, interaction between the two of them since the age of, like, a gritty comics became, began was that... Um, you know, one they, can't exist without the other. I mean, that's definitely true in, like, Dark yeah. Knight Returns. Yeah, where he's catatonic yeah. without Batman. Did we get a question on this topic? No, no. dummy. <laughs> oh. Um, we make our own questions here. Fine, Augusta. we'll get to yeah. the questions, Mr. Regulations. Well, I, I just thought it'd be a good segue. <laughs> All right, fine. To have structure. Business, business, business. Um, yeah, this is a good, this is a, a relatively related question from a little buddy of the show uh, at Zach J. Rose. And let me just say, oh man, it's a good thing you edited that. Out. <laughs> a bad, 
Bad words. Um, why are people so enamored with this goofy character concept? <laughs> what is it about, quote, mirthful bad guy, end quote, that compels people to project fathomless depth and reverence and reimaginings? Because I, it's, I yeah, it's fun to do bad things. Oh, that's it. Alex. <laughs> Alex. To, okay, you know what? That one blew my mouth. No, <laughs> go for it. What do you think? Uh, I think it's because he's he's up against... The non-mirthful good guy, right? Like Batman doesn't have a sense of humor. I I think it's just kind of a natural progression from that. That's like... The moody one, right? Yeah, that's shockingly apt. But but certainly for decades when Batman was not serious and Joker was all about poning... Like pulling as many boners as possible. (laughs) Um... It was, it's still this, like, I, I guess you could say it's like an inversion of dark and light or whatever, where the, the colorful sure. yeah. uh, white-faced gentleman is actually this psychotic lunatic. And But again, if you um, go through... I will every- say, I'm not, a, I'm not a historian, but I will say that there, that period doesn't actually exist per se. The Joker was like an early one-off appearance um, in, what, Batman 27? Um, you're but, not, but you're not a historian. I'm yeah. not a historian. <laughs> Um, I should probably stop introducing listen. you as a historian. <laughs> as Dr. Acosta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think there was a big, long gap. The Joker was, like, not... Like, he was nothing special, and he wasn't used ever. Um, but when they specifically got the order to make a darker-toned Batman, they were like, well, let's bring him back to his roots, and let's bring back some, like, older villains. And that's, like, kind of the resurrection of the Joker hmm. um, in, in a much more modern form as we think of him today. Maybe not as we think of him today, post this particular movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, to... Now, now we think some weird stuff. Yes. But I, guess, yeah. but I guess, like, the original question is talking about, like, that character by itself. But I, sure. I would argue that... Based, I don't know. I would argue that based on this movie, you can't do that. Like, even, uh, yes. even attempts to make a complete, like, virtually isolated um, study of this character it's still bound by these like obligations to the lore and the wanes and all of that. Like you can't, you can't separate. Yeah. Which is curious. That's a really interesting point. And I hope we will circle back around to that later in our discussion. Um, I I think there is something to that. The idea that like, no, this character isn't particularly like what people are drawn to, but like, and, and that's kind of a bold claim based on merchandising sales. But um, I think I think it's the dichotomy between Batman and the Joker that adds a lot to the character, at least like in Dark Knight. I don't know if you could do Dark Knight as like a just like a psychopath terrorizes a city movie. Yeah. I, I think you have to have Batman there, like a hero there. too. But when we talked about Dark Knight, <clears throat> for example, you know, God knows how many years ago that was now. Um you're definitely left with the impression, and we talked about this, that Batman is the least interesting character in the movie. He's completely overshadowed right. charisma-wise by every other character. Yeah, um, he's like a he's like a he's like the straight man. You have to have him there for the, the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of if we want to try and it, it is something that we're, oh, we'll hopefully talk about later, where you can't like you almost can't let this character just run wild without linking him to something even in a a, a movie that seemed to revel in his like gradual loss of humanity you still ultimately have to like give him a rival yeah well i, I don't know if you which need doesn't to... it doesn't really rein him I... in it ultimately is in he yeah. doesn't do this movie any favors to have that shoehorning in. But, yeah. I'm also yeah. even reluctant to use 
the term rival because I find this character is best when it's almost less of a character and more of like a force of nature. They kind of try to do that at the end of this movie. They kind of yeah, make his, where they know. make his like it's a political movement, like a yeah. what? Which yeah, we'll, they make we'll his, get into that. Yeah, but. they make his fame and like even charisma itself as something that's inadvertent or accidental. But in terms of, but if you had to actually ask, like, what the focus of this movie is, it's that single character and that performance. Yeah. So is, we should let's try to do. You know, we talked about why the character is appealing, like vis a vis the lore and everything like that, but. But if we try to take that away, I think that he's, like, maybe a character that's become uh, what I would feel as inorganically timely, or at least the way that they <laughs> try to depict him. Um, they There's this sort of, you know, this, this sense of superiority by being above human. Is is I think an extremely popular um, archetype by both for both like very commonly for for villains or anti heroes, which is you know the most misunder misused Not bound fucking by society yeah. rules. The, right? Yeah, the idea that, that we're getting humanity yes. liberates you. Yeah, in yeah. Some yeah. Way? So yeah. there's so a character like that who who makes his own rules, but also has a very iconic look and image. Um, seems particular like seems to re- resonate with people especially like in this movie's case young disenfranchised white people yeah, yeah. um yeah. men white men um who maybe find yeah him, him being untethered to society and willing to resort to violent antisocial means to you know Without any, without any sort of tangible goal other than to spread chaos, like I mean, it's the same reason people flocked to fucking Rick and Morty too. I thought they flocked to him <laughs> just because he was somebody that killed members of the upper class. Like that's the they, entire like. You know, that, that's talking, that's a we're, 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 you're you're oh, into sorry. the movie. We're talking extra. Movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Jordan means the audience. Yeah. yeah. Uh. This wasn't a documentary, Andrew. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, man. It's not like the fake Joaquin Phoenix documentary <laughs> that he actually made. Uh, this is a real fake movie. Not a fake real oh, fiction. <laughs> yeah. It's a fiction. It's a we fiction. Made it up. They made it up. Uh... <laughs> Wait. <Yeah>. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, no, Jordan, I, I think you're right, and I think that's uh, it's it's definitely applicable to this movie. I think it's also pretty commonly tread around, like think piece wise, right? Sure. I, I and, and not to take away from that because I, I think it is correct, but I think it's very much like, yep, he's he's like you said with Rick and Morty, right? Oh, it's just this dude who just gets to be like better than other people around him for sure, and and the idea that he doesn't take. You know what? What a functional member of society would take seriously, like human life and and not causing pain to others. The fact that that <laughs> he's he acts like the, he's not bound by those mortals. I think again, if you are someone who's been who's who's convinced himself that he's. Um, He's dangerous time to be a young man in America. For sure. And if you if you're a young white fella who thinks that the reason why 
ladies won't talk to you is because they're, you know, because it's all their fault and you're not doing anything wrong at all by being sour and holding completely unrealistic expectations of women and yourself. Um, this character is extremely appealing. Um, or this rendition of it, like, but it's, 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 yeah, I'll say, I'll we'll say this rendition. Cause I, I won't, yeah, I wouldn't say that the character, uh, like just going back was always that sort of was attractive to that. Well, sort there was of definitely, that, it like, definitely, not always, yeah. it definitely kicked up following Keith Ledger's Joker, which was, yeah. um, um, became that, that icon, like the yeah. version of him with the messy, like the messy, the Glasgow look. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That became like one of the most enduring, like pop culture figures of the 21st century. And I would say its shadow looms very large over this. I actually would argue that. And I'm hoping that we can get to that later. Cause I think that's, I think we're on completely opposite sides of that. Probably as Um, usual. Yeah. yeah, Uh, One last note on that. On the Joker. Uh, Specifically, we are talking about this particular iteration of the character. And um, that is like kind of, I don't know if there's, I say this particular iteration, but what I mean is like the common perception the public perception right because of course there's tons of like takes on the joker um where this would be completely not applicable or maybe not completely but like less like you look at the um the video games that i play right the arkham games like oh he's just that's just one of the versions where the joker is just like a mobster a bunch of like mob underlings yeah Um, oh yeah and and and, like there's nothing that particularly sets him apart from like two-face or the penguin yeah yeah yeah. other than you know so there's definitely other takes on this character and when we talk about oh why do people adore the joker it's like well it's it's the heath ledger joker and it's like this joker which may or may not be we're talking like full chaos anarchy joker like someone who's above like basic order right like like no one who has chaos honestly not even then because there's there's other (laughs) some takes of the joker are like actually he might be immortal he might be like caveman age and have lived to (laughs) today And, and he literally is just like alive to cause chaos and stuff like so there's there's even more chaotic versions but yeah i, I think everyone no, has a pretty this good is, idea this is actually we... our caveman joker episode it's not it's oh. it's the geico caveman joker this, this is embarrassing i have my notes mixed up yeah okay I'm, so I'm shuffle these index so cards. what did you think alex about ugh and how Ugg became the bad uh, caveman. Yeah, Ugg when he betrayed Unk. That, <laughs> that that blew me away. I didn't see it come. Man, his father, also named Ugg, yeah. sure was disappointed. Yeah, Ugg the senior, right? <laughs> oh. Um, at Perfidious Sin, uh, you know, friend, proper friend of the show. Real uh, friend. Real friend. True blue friend of the show. <laughs> asks a much Friday less serious question. Um, what song would you rather hear on the famous step dancing scene? The like fake Cialis ad that was going around for that <laughs> is really one good. of the funniest things I've ever seen because <laughs> it works perfectly. And I believe um, Perfidious Sin was the very person who showed that to me. Uh, and it is unbelievably funny. And I, I, like, I'm laughing about it just thinking... <laughs> Oh, all right. So, all right, that's a strong option one. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got have any song? Well, or, pick one. What song yeah. do you think would go? What song would you like to hear over him slowly dancing by himself? Oh man! How about the the the, uh, the Danny Elfman theme for other Batman yes, movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Eddie Prince song. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, oh, Party Rock is in the house. That would work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just take any wedding or like bar mitzvah playlist. The time warp. Yeah, it, yeah. The time warp. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Rock, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're going to be the Cialis. Men yeah. in Black. Oh, oh, snap. Crossover of the century. Oh, man. it's. <laughs> what about Miami? But okay. he's in Gotham, okay. you idiot. Oh. No, oh, yeah, Gotham. Yeah, okay. Are there any, like, yeah, that's not there the city like, where the heat is the, um, Kiss from a Rose? Kiss from a Kiss from there a Rose. Go. There we go. Okay, okay. I think All we right. got our answer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh... The, uh, yeah, that, that takes yeah, us. There, there you go. There's we, our we questions. Solved it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, this is the last major superhero movie of the 2010s. The last superhero movie. Like, like, like in theaters, not, you know, Justice League it's, and The Flash as I, animated adventures in Trouble at the Justice League <laughs> headquarters, <laughs> volume two. Sorry, do I have to watch Last Action Hero before I watch Last Superhero? Get nope. out. Not bad, Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah. No sell. No, yeah, sell. yeah no sold that one yeah. for sure. Um, I assume since you're the only one who does prep work for this show. Oh, for uh, sure. You've researched already what were some of the major releases in 2010. I, I gave, I'm giving you the first one to this one. The first major, stu- take a guess. What was the first major studio, like franchise studio movie? <clears throat> um, Guardians? No way, dude. That oh, was like mid no, no. 2010s. If Iron Man was 08, then you're talking about like. You're right. Yeah, it would be like. Like Thor. Yeah, Thor. Captain America. Right before Thor. Captain America. Ah, first. No, no, that was later. Uh, Damn, Andrew, you don't know all this off the top Alex, of your head. You should you? Know. Someone with a life? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should know, Alex. It wasn't Iron Man 2. It sure was. Was? Wow. Yeah, okay. that, was, um, that was May uh, of 2010. Wow. Um, and then Thor and. and um, Captain America First Avenger wasn't until 2011. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I mean, on DC's and a little movie called Jonah Hex, which we'll get to one day, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, and you, like, I guess if you take a look at, at 2008 and The Dark Knight being the last, no, I guess Watchmen and The Dark Knight were both towards the end of the 2000s, and they Iron are, Man, obviously. They're yeah. perfectly, from the DC perspective, like, this Joker seems to be just a logical next step of 10 years later, as far as I can see. Yeah, I, 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 I'm racking my brain. I don't think there are any DC movies between the two, Jordan. I think it went Dark Knight, Empty Space... Joker. Yeah. What else? Yeah, the Green I, I, Green Lantern. Mm, was Green that Lantern? That does not sound familiar. Was yeah. Wait, was that 2010? No. I think it was 2010 or 2011. Okay. It's definitely this decade. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think yeah. Imagine it being 2012 and like going up against the Avengers. Oh my gosh. Um, how many Spider Men did we go through? Oh boy, uh, total number of Spider Man movies this decade. Let's count them out. Amazing Spider Man. Amazing, Amazing Spider Man Two. Too. Uh, into the Spider Verse, Homecoming, uh, Homecoming far, from far, from far from Home. Uh, so that's five. Uh, do we want to count Venom in this? Or? Not. I mean, nope. You could say the um, Aunt May movie was in development for most yeah. of this decade. <laughs> so, if you want to combine his appearances in Civil War and both Avengers movies, that's eight appearances of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in the span of ten years. 
He's everywhere. Yeah. And this is during the time <laughs> where they... Get rid of this guy. Yeah, where they were like... There, there's just as many appearances of Spider-Man this decade as there were like lawsuits. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite, you're allowed to show, you're allowed to show Peter Parker, but he can't stick to walls. That's yeah. our thing. <laughs> <sighs> um, even Iron Man Two was like like by a year or two after that movie. The like all the tone of Iron Man two had completely changed, and the MCU itself, and the MCU yeah. went into it like a much more um, confident and unified direction. We could yeah. say um, where any and all attempts to divert from like the exact like the iron clutches of uh, Mister Phage resulted in you being fired, swift basically yes. dismissal. Yeah. <laughs> so I got rid of. Old, old Joss in this decade. Uh, Whedon, uh, Edgar Wright. Yep. Um, all sorts of... Ike Perlmutter. There's like a big shot at Ike Perlmutter. Guy, the, the guy who's at Marvel. You'll know, you remember this guy? Explain. He wasn't a director. He was literally like a, a, a like executive at Marvel. And he got the boot because uh, he didn't want to play ball with Robert Downey Jr.'s like contract in negotiations. Oh, really? He said, we'll just, do, we'll just do Civil War without him. It can be Captain America versus Bruce Banner. <laughs> Now but that would have been up. awesome. And so he, he got the hell out of there. They yeah. took it in a different direction by excluding yeah. Bruce Banner entirely yes. from the film yes. Civil War. If you ever wondered why we had really muddled films like Avengers 2, and then suddenly right after Civil War, they all cleared up and got like a lot more like straightforward and... Did good? And good. Yeah, it's, it's because he was gone. Okay. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Um... So I guess if we want to just, I mean, we, we should probably stick to the major two and not get into the, uh, you know, what, what the state of indie superhero movies are. Actually, if you want to hear about that, we did an episode on that about a year yeah. ago, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I think we could probably agree that Marvel is heading into the next decade following like a 10 years of like utter six, like runaway success where they've redefined the entire superhero movie landscape and popular culture. I was going to say popular culture and like cinema itself also where every, like almost every major where they, they like, they, they, they're they most, ended the decade the, with most of the box office draw for the yeah, movie they, studio they, at this they, point. They, movie industry, sir. They yeah. ended the decade with the highest grossing movie of all time, which is no small feat. Yeah, which they're probably still yeah. holding like spots, what, like two, three, four. Yeah. And <laughs> they're, they're like it's it's Or I'm sure Avatar like interrupts. Avatar is number two. Number two, yeah. yeah. So So Wait, which they own now, right? Don't they Yeah, they don't do. They have, oh yeah, they got five. Yeah, yeah. So um, there you go. So um they're at a joker. And we, we talked about this a little bit too that they're at some sort of a crossroads where they're going towards um what can be called much more experimental stuff in terms of like taking it well beyond the scope of just earth and bringing in like celestial entities and all sorts of other stuff yeah um tie-ins with disney plus shows there we go <laughs> uh, um but so th- yeah i'd say speaking of that though this is also a pretty experimental movie this is Joker. Yeah, it's experimental in the fact that it's and like afforded, a lot of experiments. It's yeah. afforded <laughs> the director and actor free reign to do whatever. It's like a it's like a really old sort of approach to to a studio movie. If the director has like a very good relationship with that studio, where yeah. they just 
give them money and step away. Uh, this is Todd Phillips, right? This is that's correct. Who, what what else is he famous for? Todd Phillips, much like um, Adam McKay and um, what's the other fucking dude's name? Oh, I'll stick with the two of them right yeah. now. That they both Jay Roach, uh, Jay Roach. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Um, they both spent the two. They all spent the two thousands making like very very broad comedies, like. McKay did Anchorman and uh, Todd Phillips did Old School and Road Trip and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) Why wasn't DJ Qualls in this movie? And Jay Roach did the Austin Powers movies. Um, So these three directors have gone from um, very mass market comedies to basically uh, many of them saying that, you know, there's no place for the... um, the comedy anymore and they become serious directors um, who wear in several cases wear their politics on their sleeve and, and make openly um, like super liberal movies um, lampooning, you know, hard right media or figures in that media. This is where everybody just like turns the volume of the show just way down <laughs> at like professor buttholes, fucking spiel here but anyways um uh so to have todd phillips go from making road trip um to fucking this artsy crap fest (laughs) is there any in-between movie for this like he did um like some transit like uh, i think i i always confuse jay roach and um and this motherfucker phillips i think uh, Todd Phillips did Trumbo a few years back, but that easily could have been Jay Roach. I'm okay. looking it up. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Great radio. I um, know, right? But yeah, it's, well, it's it like you, you saw all of them start doing this at the same time. Yeah, like the yeah. like McKay doing like the big shorts. Yeah, and, 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 and Vice. Yeah. And Vi- shit. yeah. yeah. Uh. And, but somehow he did get the clout necessary to, to get this ridiculous studio confidence. And I think, um, Joaquin Phoenix's star power probably had a lot to do with that too. Yeah. And probably DC's general desperation for, you know, a movie to be fresh. Yeah. But also to be weirdly not, uh, compatible with, um, any of their outstanding properties. I was wrong. Jay Roach did do, uh, Trumbo. Yeah. Well, Um, so I'd be interested to know, uh, the production of this movie, because, again, you said, like, it has no connection to, like, this massive effort to create their own cinematic universe. Do you yeah. think that this movie would exist if that universe were better? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, no. Yeah? Like, no. You're pretty, like, just unequivocally? I'm unequivocally, no. <laughs> yeah? Because Marvel's you would... Would... Sorry? Not as it exists today. No way. Marvel would never do this. It's true, yeah. I mean, like... What would be they, the equivalent of Marvel? To, like if they, they like made like a standalone it. Doctor Doom movie that's not in the MCU. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they kind of have to do it now. They or they might be forced into this position where they have to because they now have Deadpool and now they have you know they have Wolverine. But when you say do this, do you mean make like a a standalone, artsy, very like standalone very our, movie or like a yeah. standalone like. Uh, this this tone, this artsy like Stan- character I'm, study. I'm talking about standalone hard R, um, 
and divorced from any of the canon. I agree. They're not going to make another Deadpool movie. That's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, that one's so weird. Yeah. But, like, Logan was able to do that, but that was... That's not still pretty connected. Like, yeah, that was connected, yeah. and it was decidedly not an MCU movie. Yes, they yeah. are. The Marvel is in a position now where they have to do R-rated stuff because there's obviously going to be Deadpool three. Because why the hell would you not? Yeah, but, but I think they can kind of keep that separate. And like the nature of that, the nature of that character also is, like is they, different. It, yeah. it could easily adapt in a very funny yeah. way. But to if you're the MCU. Ask, if you're asking me if they're going to revive the like long shelved standalone Magneto movie where he's like in Auschwitz struggling with like the horrors of war and discovering his mutant powers, you don't think that you don't think the mouse is gonna? I don't make think that they're going to yeah, do the okay. mouse adaptation, but with people. No, I thought I, I meant I meant not oh. mouse the comic. I meant he was referring to Disney, Disney. in kind of like a colloquial way. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I got Her lost. Is a mouse, <laughs> I got lost in him. my Spiegelman there. Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, I don't. I don't think that uh, that that would happen as it stands now, especially not with their. You know, other than Harley Quinn, I can't think of any other uh, villain in DC who's so popular. <laughs> um. No, Ugh. they would never do this. They would never do. You joke about the hard R Doctor Doom movie, but I guarantee you, someone's tried to talk them into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's made money for that. But yeah. no, this. I and now that you say that, Andrew, I think that this is almost like an act of desperation in its own. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Of just getting anything out there that has some, not necessarily even good critical buzz, just like anything that is uh, different from the usual reception that they have which is that it's just like kind of a weak movie like well we'll talk quality in a little bit well no that's like the reaction of most dc movies I mean. oh like, yeah yeah, as, yeah like anything like it doesn't have to be excitement controversy is better than just like apathy yeah they're yeah. entering dc's entering the the 2020s in what could probably be called like at least on screen like uh, in in cinemas i mean they're they're actual um like TV output is pretty good and people love that shit. Yeah. It's kind but of a weird place where like their yeah, like their TV output kind it's, of it's overshadows super popular, their, yeah. yeah, is way more popular and has much more of a following than their movies. Yeah. And, and like they're in basically free fall. Like they have they have Wonder Woman who everybody loves, they have uh Shazam which most people liked. They have like Batman being in constant turnaround too. And I think if Pattinson does a good job, then, you know, maybe he could anchor it a little bit. I could see that movie not just not happening. You know, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it has a lot of momentum. I know that they've announced stuff in the past that we have no faith in, but this one seems to be moving along. This is a little bit of a trite example, but um, I'll, I'll pose this to, I'll start with you, Alex. Okay, Alex. Um, Who's Marvel's most popular superhero? Spider-Man, would you say that? Well, I'd say Iron Man, but they killed him. Okay, well, uh, surviving characters. Would you say, <laughs> surviving characters. Would you say Spider-Man's probably the most popular? Uh, yeah, arguably. Okay, which gentleman plays Spider-Man in the uh, Marvel Comics movies, Spider-Man? Uh, that would be Timothy Holland. It would be Timothy Holland, who Andrew claims he saw running one time. No, just on the high line. Okay, yeah. well... I'm going to make it more exciting. It's done, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if he's in action, it's a better, it's a better scene, Andrew. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was running from Falcon. Yeah, that's, there we that's, go. that's what I saw. So yeah. uh, I guess if we want to do that same parallel, you could say that 
um, DC's most popular character is Batman, and Batman is played by Robert Pattinson as of now. Um, so let's go to the second most popular character, uh, Superman. Who plays Superman, Andrew, presently in the DC universe? Uh, negotiations pending. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. So I think to enter, <laughs> I think to get into a decade where you don't have a Superman is fucked up. <laughs> Are we talking that, for that DC or like society? society so it's not both. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have fucking Big Henry Cavill. Whose decision? We don't even have a yeah. Superman. Yeah. You have Henry Cavill, whose decision to not shave his mustache turned out to be one of his better career yeah, decisions. Absolutely, because that fucking Mission Impossible was way better than Justice. So League. good. Um, you watch that. Uh, he occasionally <laughs> he's ch- just Cesar Romero. He is. He is. He's, re- he's a reverse <laughs> Romero. And yeah. we come full circle. Yeah, they yeah. tried to they tried to reverse his Romero, <laughs> and it just like when they tried to do the same thing in the sixties. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you you've you've got Cavill sometimes chiming in, being like, you know, I I think I would still do it. I'm not ready yeah. to give up the role yet. Yeah, yeah. He'll 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 put stuff on Instagram. It's like him playing with his Superman doll. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's he's fun. going with like the Daniel Craig yes. like negotiation route of saying how much you hate a role. To get it. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes he just goes out in public wearing a cape. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I'm allowed to. Um, what what DC has now is like what the worst case scenario for the MCU would have been if if like is if like every every third Marvel movie was like the Iron Fist film, yeah. uh, and it just like everybody hated the character and hated the approach to the character. So I, I kind of think you've got the ratio wrong. Like it's that they have very like there's maybe one, two good movies in that entire cinematic universe. So it's something where like, there's enough good things to like maybe justify continuing those stories, but it's still like, it's still Andrew. Close. We haven't officially yeah. watched Aquaman yet, so I mean, hold oh, your right. horses. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think that Andrew's and see it out. Andrew's uh, one or two good movies still includes stands. Aquaman. No, yeah, that's actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need to worry about it no. so much. <laughs> yeah, they're they're basically in this like state of limbo. Yeah. at this point, but like like where you kind of have to. You have to kill a, a lot of it off. Like you keep like a lot of it is not worth continuing, and it's just. They're constantly right. moving their thumb towards the flashpoint button so that they can figure out a way to <laughs> yeah. get everything right again. Who did that reference? Um, about that Harley Quinn movie. Oh, God. That's going to be the first great. NMMP movie of the 20, 2020s. 20s? Yeah. yeah we'll guys see about that. <laughs> yeah. What? I can't wait for us referencing that being the first movie oh, in our yeah. uh, 2029 last yeah. episode. There yeah. we go. We're on of where it opened with... Harley Quinn and the birds, and we're like, who? And the, <laughs> and the who? Well, it's, it's Jordan just like reading the title of the movie, and that's the hour. Oh the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's with Robo <laughs> Alex and like Andrew's head in a bear body. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, uh, this has been like forty minutes. Let's finally talk about Joker. All right. Uh, first, let's. Wait. Uh, Actually, that that's a good spot. I'm, I'm gonna use the bathroom. Okay, sorry. Right there, that's a perfect do, spot. Do 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 do. And we're back. Whenever we see a new movie in theaters, I I always like to talk about the theater experience. Uh, <laughs> and since I saw this with Andrew, uh, why don't you start off, Alex? 
Oh, my theater experience. Uh, it was it was pretty fine. How I, I how went... how quickly? Sorry, did you see it relative to its release date? Were you like right there, like a like a week or two after? Oh no, I was pretty delayed to it. I waited until I was in another town with some friends, and we had a plan to go see it together. Gotcha. Um, so it was it was like I had to, I had to wait until I could catch the bus, and so it was it was like a week or two later, but. Um, I, I don't know if this is really a theater story, but I'll regale you with a bit of um, plot spoilers. Can I go ahead and spoil the plot? Go for it. Um, so I remark to my friend. So I go there with a friend in his car, and another friend joins us in a separate car. This is relevant to the story. <laughs> in the car back, I'm talking to my friend, and I say, it's kind of silly that when they reveal, when he shows up in the girl's house that he's interested in and she's like what are you doing here get out of here i don't know you like it's very obvious there that he has been under some kind of delusion and i don't know if it's necessary to have flashbacks to earlier scenes in the film uh where she was and then showing us the same scene without her right they do yes. that and it's like uh i don't know was that really necessary they, they like we get it right uh that car ride ends at dinner we get out, we get dinner with our other friend who saw it, but drove in the separate car, and he says during our conversation, like, damn, what happened to the girl? Like, she just disappears <laughs> at the end of the movie. And we were like, uh, she, he was he was just imagining that relationship, and, and our friend was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong. Uh, they do need those flashbacks. Uh, the American audience, as represented by my good friend, does not follow what's um, happening in i'm assuming scene. that your friend was hypnotized by joker's sign spinning and yeah. missed most <laughs> of the movie it. right at the beginning of the movie yeah yeah the, the sign starts spinning goes whoa and then <laughs> towards the screen <laughs> so that that's my theater experience my friend did not uh watch the movie somehow uh, uh, how, how'd yours guys go you want to take this or should i uh, you, you can take it, man. Okay, yeah. so Andrew and I were at, were actually at a wedding, uh, and this was, this was at least probably a month after the movie came out, yeah? Yeah. Because yeah. this was, this was early November, and the movie came out at the beginning of October, I think, so. Yeah, we were just sort of, like, squeezing this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we wanted to see it because we were worried it would be out of theaters at this point. <laughs> Which it is it, not. It is not because out of theaters, Right now, right? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, right as now, of which York, is... Yeah. As of, um, you know, whatever day it is, the 16th of December? Like the middle of yeah. December, yeah. Yeah, 17th. December 17th, I really don't like dating these episodes. It shows... I know, I know. <laughs> it shows how long it takes for me to get these actually edited. It's, oh, okay. it's relevant to the anecdote. I know, I know. Oh, you don't want to date the episode, so you don't want us to do... I'm like, just joking. I'm fine with... No, you don't want to do date. cigarette ads in the middle of the thing? Like when <laughs> Batman and Robin are talking about how great it is to uh, yeah. celebrate with a nice, a nice slim after yeah. putting the Joker in jail? Exactly. <laughs> Nothing is... <laughs> Yeah. Nothing chases Anyways. the thrill of a of crime fighting. Like a filterless cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So Okay, so we um, we were in Durham um, at the wedding of a friend who decidedly does not ever listen to the show. So <laughs> he sure is stupid. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> smart man. And uh, we were actually with a bunch of um, real, genuine NMMP listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had time to kill between a uh, wedding lunch and a wedding dinner that we had to go to. Yeah. Um, 
so we had we had like exactly the amount of time for a like to get to the theater to watch Joker and then to get to the venue. Yeah, like we squeezed this into a, a gotcha. wedding. Oh, so we yeah. saw it with a whole bunch of our friends. Um, and I want to first commend the uh, the particular Durham AMC that we went to for its uh, <laughs> very very low ticket prices. Like, <laughs> w- like I, I I put them all on my AMC account, and all the tickets combined were less than two tickets would have been for Andrew and I to see any of these wonderful movies in theaters here. So yeah, sorry, are, are we getting paid for this spot? Or we are. Uh, great I, value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even better popcorn at the The Durham. popcorn was super fresh, too. <laughs> Jesus. God. Mmm, satisfying. <laughs> Wash that down with you. However, um, I should also point out uh, that there was some uh, hygienic issues later on that I'll get to. So um, <laughs> we all saw it in a virtually empty theater, which is great because it allowed um, Andrew and I to make loud comments during the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is All the right, only Tom way Servo. to um, We were too high up to be Tom Servo uh, because I like to see movies way in the back. Movies in the, in the, the back. back. Um, so we saw it, and um, again, I love my friends. Uh, Andrew doesn't have this problem because he is, as we've pointed out, uh, a cultural scion himself, but <laughs> we saw this with people who don't go to a lot of movies each year. And most of the people that we're with, that we were with, when they go to the movies, they want to see something <laughs> remotely uplifting yeah. or life affirming. <laughs> um, so the amount of squirming that I witnessed from the people that I, or that we saw it with was quite eye opening. Uh, Andrew is used to this sort of like, you know, gritty stuff. Not that he liked it better, but uh, he wasn't squirming. He was just visibly angry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so the the takeaway from it was very negative. Um, yeah, universally. And I, uh, the, it was one of those situations where the theater was old, so the bathroom was really far away from the <laughs> from the theater we were seeing it in, and uh, I really had to pee, so I went all the way there, and there were slugs in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> slugs <laughs> in is... the urinal. We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah, we just lost our sponsorship. I, there. I don't. Our well, first attempt to get some ad dollars into this project. If you want very fresh popcorn, very friendly staff, they were very nice there, and mm-hmm. more well, toilet slugs <laughs> than you could shake a stick at, the AMC Classic <laughs> Durham 15 <laughs> is... Not, that's not where I thought the anecdote was going, but you, you've successfully... Uh, you, you've, you've definitely twisted my expectations. That's the there. AMC... Classic Durham 15, 1807, Martin Luther King Parkway, <laughs> Durham, North Carolina, 27707. Come get your slugs. Tell us. <laughs> why don't you slither in there, <laughs> presumably with some ooze trailing behind you. And, well, that's common for superhero fans. Yes. <laughs> uh, and tell them Jordan sent you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, can I get some salt for this popcorn? No. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you can't. <laughs> then the people behind the desk melt in terror. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Amazing. So you, so you guys. It sounds like you saw this in maybe 
the 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 best most generous setting you could have possibly seen this movie in. Yeah, it definitely. A swamp. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got colitis from sitting in the seat. It's like, like Lyme disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Eh, let's actually get into the nitty gritty here. Yes, um, what slugs? Okay. Uh, you're talking about the I mean, slugs we can just... that that talk show host took to the brain. Am I right, Gears? Oh, <laughs> good one. Uh, yeah. Thank you're you. so witty. Woo! I'm killing it. This was just a delusion. In yeah. reality, Jordan and Andrew are like, is he, is he done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing we took that break to get this uh, get this joke ironed out first. Because it really, yeah. really sold it. It really did sound. You would never guess that we rehearsed it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? Which is their overall impressions of the movie. Not me. I, I'll I'm fucking have do a dissenting opinion. I, I, okay. I no, Andrew wants to. Do it. do it. This is a bad harmful movie <laughs> good start explain uh no no no, no i will not uh <laughs> i mean i think that the actual like story that they're trying to tell is something that uh is it's it is confounding a bunch of very real problems that people face in a way that is uh lazy that uh, is kind of offensive and how they do that. So some of these problems I would say is like they confound problems of poverty, po- problems of mental illness, and they try to put uh, a really lazy comic book facade on it. And I also find uh, we can maybe get jump in a little on this, but I also feel that there's n- it's hard to not see the entire reason that this movie exists as being an actor wanting to upstage a dead guy. I see. That's the part where I'm going to jump in and say, I think it's a completely different interpretation of the character. I don't I, think it's that different to really, uh, to frankly justify the premise. Uh, I oh, I'm not saying it does. I'm not yeah. saying it justifies this this movie's existence or necessarily makes me like it more. But I I never ever got shades of Heath Ledger in this at all. Did you, Alex? No, I did not. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. That's it's I think it's as different from this to Ledger as it is from Ledger to Leto or Ledger to Nicholson. But I'm saying like the like the playground that is being offered with this character of a movie dedicated to them. It is hard to not see it as being just an opportunity like it like all the every a lot of the choices made in this movie of what it focuses on, what it's built around is just giving. Yeah, giving a stage to. To basically have, like, to try to be the quintessential performance of this Yeah, character. and I think it, if you want to say that, I think it, if you think that it's piggybacking off the the legacy of the Dark Knight. It absolutely is. I don't, I, I see, I, the reason I, I can't accept that is because if that's true, then they they learned nothing from the movie at all. No, they, they I, decided, I'd also agree with that, too. They decided yeah. that the most like there's nothing ever the big one of the best things about Heath Ledger's performance which is still probably the best comic book performance of all time um is the fact that you are completely sold with the chaos and insanity of his you know motivations and why he is the way he is they they purposefully and wonderfully obscure it by making him lie about where he came from lie about what he's doing yeah. So you don't need, so if you look at that and you're like, oh, you know what we need to do? We need to take it back and see why he is that way. That is the stupidest possible interpretation of 
that character. Yeah, and it's not the first time we would have seen that sort of rationale for a project in the Oh, show. not at all. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, I mean, answer this. Like, do you think this movie, or we would be talking about this character, even being deserving of their own movie if The Dark Knight didn't exist? No, absolutely yeah. not. But uh, that's, I think that's, like, fallacious a little bit. Like, I, like obviously, The Dark Knight opened the door to so much shit. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it was such a game changer that, like, the... It there's, there's certainly a lot of yeah. movies that have come out since that owe a lot to it and not necessarily yeah. in a bad way. But it's like a it's like a generational movie. Yeah. I mean, they also reproduce a shot like the most iconic Joker shot from The Dark Knight in this movie. They do. Or they do something very similar to it. I know what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's sort of my like quick hot take on this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you're up next. What do you think? Uh, so I think I'm a lot gentler on this movie than you guys um i think this movie is like made fine and i think the performance is obviously really good um i i i think that where there's overlap with dark knight is more ignorance alice um uh, i don't think this is i think this is a thematically confused movie for sure um and that kind of does undercut it for me and also there's also that lingering like are they just trying to do a like Scorsese rip right is, oh, is yeah. that what we're looking at here like that that's kind of a bummer but overall I, I the big thing for me the biggest things are a the themes seem to get garbled right in the like last of it like the third act maybe even less maybe even just like the climax uh, and the anything that has to do with the Waynes or Bruce Wayne I think is entirely misguided um, the rest of it, I think, is totally fine. And if it wasn't about a DC Comics character, it, it would like even stand on its own. You Here, know. And, the, uh, sorry, keep going, Acosta. No, 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 no. That's pretty much it. I, maybe I was just going to say maybe it's like tread ground, like um, you know, by Taxi Driver or whatever. But yeah, you're, you're allowed to be like an inferior thing and still be fine. You know, in in my view, I don't think spreading the same ground disqualifies you. Sure. But I think like still like having De Niro cast in that role is like also pretty clear. Not right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a little corny. I think is where I land on that. Like I'm not like upset by it, but it's definitely like, like worthy of an eye roll for mm. sure. I guess I wrapped then. Yeah. Um, I hate, I hated it. I yeah. hated mm-hmm. it for a lot of the reasons why Andrew, um, that Andrew outlined a, like a minute or so ago. Um, I actually, as much as I hate it, I, I think that Andrew will probably end up being even harder on it than I am. But I think that it's um, completely inappropriate. And like, I, that is such a stupid loaded word because look, I movies should be about anything that you want to want them to sure. be about, even superhero movies. Um, it's always nice to see like a new approach to stuff like that. This is not a new approach at all. No, you, you mentioned Scorsese that this is like aping it to a degree that that's makes it look and feel like Get an, it. it's approaching parody. Well, it's, it's, it's taxi driver meets the King of comedy, especially the ending, which is extremely similar. Comedy, oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's that whole, that whole business about the, talk show at the end and wanting you know this this urge to appear there and and these fantasies about being friends with the host 
that's straight up beat like, like for legit, beat from, really? okay. from the King of Comedy. Um, also, yeah, it's starring, also starring, starring Robert, Robert De Niro, directed yeah. by <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Um, yeah. I think that, um, like, even if movies are, should, like, de- movies should definitely be allowed to be about whatever, but um, I think that if you see this movie five or six times in theaters, and many, many people have because it's grossed over a billion dollars and it's the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, I think that's like a cry for help. Yeah, there's definitely like a, I mean, this might be harsh to say, but like this is definitely a a pretty good litmus test for like online trolls and like lunatics. Yeah, Uh, I think it, I think it, um, I think it just plays into a whole bunch of extremely irresponsible excuses that people continue to use in our real world about why they're allowed to use violence and, and hate and all of that stuff as like a legitimate language when it isn't. Yeah. I think that it's depiction of mental illness as something that is inescapable and some, some kind of inherited problem same is with, same is with. disgusting. I think that it's, um, I think it gives people who feel disenfranchised um, an avatar to relate to and to use to justify their despicable worldview. I think that that this this depicts a character who is just completely like encountering the most hostile like over the top reactions from everybody he meets um someone who is a victim that we're supposed to feel sorry for or feel like the system has betrayed him or his own mental illness has betrayed him yeah um and that like like you know obviously there are people who fall through the cracks of society and yeah. have and have so many issues and resort to violence and everything like that but venerating them or attempting to to rationalize descents into violence on this scale is really, really dangerous in, in the world that we're living in right now. Well, I'd, 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 I'd step back a little and just say that, like, there are movies that are out there, and we've already even referenced them, like Taxi Driver yeah. or Clockwork Orange, ones that do uh, maybe not venerate, but definitely depict and make sympathetic in the, a certain light. The difference is... They're well made. They're not, I, I don't. Well, I actually don't think this is entirely not well made. I sure, think it looks great. I think the that production the production strike. Yeah, the production is, design and yeah. the lead performance are like the difference is it's not 1977. It's not 1982. It's a yeah. completely different. Even if they're trying to set it in the past, it's a completely different reality that we live in now. And yeah. every piece of anything always reflects the times that it was made in and the the viewpoints of people who are contributing to it and this is a very sour and and off-putting movie for a number of reasons i don't think the story goes anywhere i think that we'll talk about how what alex talked about in in terms of like dangling themes and all sorts of other stuff because there's always dangling on this show one way or another someone's always dangling for their life (laughs) would you say though that it's it's like a it's kind of a simple idea that like any subject matter that you decide to tackle in any media is something that you kind of have to earn. 
like if you're going to make a movie about these issues, about those themes, or or at least include them in your movie, you have to you have to do them justice in some way. I I I, right? I would I would say so, but and this, like using them cheaply is like itself. A, it's very what's... cheap is a is a word I would use for sure. Yeah. I don't think this is interested in saying anything. It's not even interested in. Because I don't, probing, I don't, yeah. It's I, not even interested in probing the appeal of the character, which is so weird because it seems to exist because it wants to show how he became the way he is. Yeah. But it doesn't ever actually get into that. He just is mostly reacting to a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. a victim of circumstance. Yeah. Uh, I just don't want people coming away from this episode thinking that, like, we don't think you could make a movie with these themes or with this subject. No, matter. you, you just can, have, yeah. but we're also talking about a movie that, as we mentioned earlier, is curiously and like bizarrely linked to the like classic Batman mythos of like, yeah. you know, the Wayne's. I mean, and then it flirts so, so, like it, it's attempts to be timely and flirting with like class struggle and, yeah. and, and you know, the, like how to connect to other people in like a, a very divided world. It's, it's, it kind of cheapens like it any is, sort of frustrations that legitimate frustrations people have over income inequality. They turn it into a violent mob. It doesn't even come close to that. It is so divorced from reality yeah. and, and it's so divorced from its own basic arguments that it never even answers the questions that it's coming up with. Yeah. So I guess you could say that that's like in the spirit of this incredibly chaotic character, but that doesn't cut it when you're talking about the basic beats of a movie. That's just sort of a cop out, right? Of like anybody who would really defend this movie would has the benefit of just sort of turning any intent, any criticism into like an intentional fake out or an intentional part of the movie to like, I, I don't typical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that I'm going to temper this by saying Joaquin Phoenix is probably the best actor alive today. Like I can't think of a single person who is that good that often. And, and I, I can't imagine anybody who disappears more into roles that he cares about than this guy. Like he is sure. Yeah. He's incredible. And this is no exception. I thought he was exceptional in this movie. I think that the movie, like for, for what it is with its, uh, I think okay. I'm not going to say exceptional. I just think it's exceptionally committed. Oh, but he puts, I don't. He puts every ounce of himself. Sure, into this. but I would not say that that is a character that is going to stay with me. I don't think that the. I don't think that the end result is something that is outside of the like the actual commitment to it is really that remarkable. It's noticeably different. And Alex was on my page about this before too. Like you, this is Alex, you're our fa- our, our clown prince of crime expert here. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the historian. I'm assuming you've never seen a Joker like this before. Yeah. Uh, By the way, that's yeah. the name of the Grammy nominated song. The tie-in song. You've never seen a Joker, Joker like, like this, this before. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Seal. Yeah. By- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got him for one Batman. <laughs> yeah, They're going to they, get him they played over the credits. It's a weird contract. contract I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, this seems, this was pretty a unique. I won't say original. I'll say unique. It's original for the Joker. Yeah, it's, it's, the mannerisms are none of, like, completely different from how Ledger approached it, for sure. Like, this is, um, this is a much more physical performance. Sure, but I'd say, like, the the aesthetics of that Joker, like, it's definitely less of a departure from the comics than Heath Ledger. I, 
I don't know. When we say the comics, we're not talking sure, about like right. active that, right. continuity. We're, we're talking about the famous Joker story. I would say as Joker, if you ask somebody like Joe average public to draw like what their picture of the Joker right. was pre dark Knight, It would be pretty close to that. Like it would be like the Cesar Romero or the animated series. The like Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah. Vaudevillian sort of like it's, it's closer to that. Yeah. If you want to talk about that sort of thing. Um, I mean, yeah, if you encounter like a super comics nerd, they would, they might, they might draw Heath Ledger's Joker even like pre 2008 from like the Arkham Asylum. Yeah. 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 Uh, comics. Yeah. Just this agent of chaos Joker. Yeah. Um, and sort of like the, I guess, like the mutilated. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that's, if we want to talk about like popular depiction of the Joker by like uh, the Chad and Justin, that's an ancient callback to our like 2015. Yeah. Oh, man. Because the, the Chad <laughs> has become some sort of alt-right fucking co-op Joker loving you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's some stupid garbage Justin's done shit. okay. He's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really got into... They, yeah. re- they really took a toll on their friendship. It's, uh, it's true. Um, <laughs> Justin is like the assistant campaign manager for Pete Buttigieg. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to date these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be sure to release this, like, right before he drops exactly. out of the race or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right before he switches to yeah, being yeah, a Republican. He, he loses big on Super Tuesday. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, I think that, that the popular depictions of Joker are entirely based on his most iconic movie performances. And I think what you sure. get here is um, Ledger-esque. It's more Ledger than Nicholson. Um, because Nicholson was playing Jack Nicholson as a clown and playing into his his star image and everything like that, whereas Ledger completely vanished. Like, his entire, like, sort of pretty boy, uh, um, you know, teen heartthrob image was gone by yeah. the time he... Like, if you could find somebody who's been living under a rock yeah. for a while, they probably would... Like, if you showed them... Uh, you know, the uh, make a pencil disappear scene to them. Like they would not guess in a million years. I think that's a good. I think that's a good demographic for um, expanding the show. By the way, I think we people should. Like, we should try. We should go around for people living under actual rocks, rocks. <laughs> and just unearth them. And as they're hissing at the sunlight that they haven't seen yeah. in ages, we slip an iPad, like an iPod One, and be like, in. "Name that actor." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like a water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. This is the most beloved show by people trapped in, in <laughs> subterranean layers. <laughs> yeah, man, those Chilean miners were not trapped. Oh, that yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. No, they just them. really yeah. wanted to hear what Alex thought about, uh, about Civil War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, should I, should I get out of yeah. this hole or should I maybe see if I'm you know, whether, whether the Wolverine is worth a rental. <laughs> we could load up an iPod shuffle and send it down. We should. Yeah. <laughs> That's the latest effort to build our brand is to just chuck iPods preloaded with our show down the nearest gutter. <laughs> which is where the show's going anyways, yeah. so why not? All right. <laughs> um, no, this is, so, so Led, um, um, Phoenix's Joker is, is, Nothing I'd ever seen before, and entirely is it? like an invention of his. That's Didn't what I also agree. joke that 
this is also a performance from Joaquin Phoenix that is very similar to a movie he's he not did a- this year. No, the sa- he did the, the year earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, his, he's the only thing. The, he's definitely mining the same material. The material in- is identical. He did, yeah. Andrew's talking about this movie called, um. Uh, you um, Were Never Really yeah, Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very small and indie. Uh, it's better on, than this. Yeah. It is definitely better than this. It's on Amazon if anybody wants to watch it, which no one will. Yeah. Um, he also plays a, a guy named, he plays a guy named Joe. Yep. Which is different from the <laughs> <laughs> first name Joe, right last yeah. name. Yeah. Where he goes around killing people and lives with his overbearing mother and is like racked with mental illness and all sorts of other stuff. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, but handles those themes better. Yeah, it's also yep. half as long. Yep. Uh, but I, I, will com- I will say this is a fantastic performance and it's just a shame it's in such a terrible movie. Um, yeah. We see that um, more lot. often than you'd think yeah. in, uh, in <laughs> NMNP. Uh, where a performance can elevate something. Where like, one person is really on board. Yeah. But like their enthusiasm can't, um, can't really Carry save the picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's in fact let me uh, scroll down well, while let, you're saying we, that. We to sort see of mentioned a couple of things that like don't work in the movie, and uh, it's interesting because one of them is the I'd say like the shoehorned in Wayne connection. Yeah, let's get into that. But right like now. the question I have is, does this movie have a story without that? They have a they have a character without it. They have a character. Yeah, I yeah. I would argue that instead of trying to do that stupid bullshit for like a large portion of the movie, why not, um, we're going to tackle two birds with one stone here. Um, why not actually explore the class differences that this movie is attempting to be about? Because God knows it doesn't do that at all. Like the movie doesn't, it doesn't send anything home. No, the the revolution that this character is starting doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. Um, It has nothing to do with him personally, which could have been a really neat approach to it, but you're, you're left to see that this character's actions have, were like the tipping point of this massive upheaval on the, like that is led over to the city streets with rioting and violence. But well, it says a lot about like the general population that they see of Gotham that like they would band behind an unknown murderer. But it's, he doesn't have any, like even his big climactic De Niro discussion isn't, it, it, like he, he, the character's rejecting any sort of like fame and acclaim and anything remotely magnetic about him. And he's showing himself as someone who's just not even remotely engaged. But at that same point, he's already like a cultural institution by then. Yeah. Which doesn't make, which is never sold well. It's it's one of the worst things about this movie is the fact that I'd go a step further and I find it kind of offensive because it basically paints the idea of, um, people who are sort of struggling in lower classes as being so willing to jump into an angry mob led by somebody who the only thing they know about led is generous led is yeah you're right but is like the uh like the standard bearer for uh this movement is somebody who's only known for anonymously murdering three people yeah like 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 in v for vendetta the movie it's still like like we're spending like a lot more with this character in like a lot better, more convincing fashions. And in that movie, the revolution barely makes any sense either. Like you really, it trying to show a complete, like 
societal change in two and a half hours is extremely hard to do. Even it when can it's be done. Enti- even when it's your entire focus. Yeah, yeah, it can be done. It's not impossible, but yeah. but to do it. It's like how long is Dr. Zhivaga? There we yeah. go. <laughs> it requires a lot of focus and attention to like both the character and the society as yeah. as a whole. And I think that you're right, Andrew, that this like I, I think it's kind of a just a patronizing movie. And it it's its approach yeah. to like revolution and and societal change is very cynical and, and condescending looking. Yeah, I don't like very it at real all. problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean <laughs> Can we talk about how it's like it's really is just like a scattershot approach to Joker's themes, like the, the general sort of themes and motifs in that character. That that's something that they don't really, they don't really pick anything to go with on it. They go like, with they go with crazy. Like if you want to talk about that, sure. But like it's like the laziest possible way to to view that character's motive. He's really good at stealing vital documents in this movie, don't you think? Sure, but you know what? Like, uh, we were, I was willing to look past, in the Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker's ability to just get explosives and be able to put them anywhere undetected. Yeah, and to think five steps ahead of all the other yes. characters. So, yeah, I, I can't. So it'd be a little rich to, to criticize that. But he looked uh, great in that nurse's uniform. Sure did. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's the lipstick. It really... <laughs> Different from his regular. Yes. <laughs> Alex, you're being quiet. I want to hear you talk about, um, um, let's say, loose themes here. Loose themes. Any anything in particular? Talk about the the like the revolutionary aspect of the character and what you thought that was. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was finding that really interesting what you guys were saying because I don't think that in itself is necessarily as bad as you make it out to be. Like, what about the um, fucking climax, like, dude? What about like the, the ending of the movie? Yeah. So the ending of the movie kind of tips their hand, and and when I say the ending of the movie, I'm specifically gonna hone in on well, there's a couple things, right? But um, where I'll start is with I'll start at the end and go backwards, and the end for me is when like Joe Chill, unnamed thug here, kills the Waynes because of class inequality. That, um, that may or may not be spearheaded by Joker. Well, here's the thing. It's it's such a complete, like, betrayal of that event, Batman mythos, um, that it kind of, it, did I already say tips their hand? It tips their hand that they, um, they, they weren't thinking hard enough about it, maybe. Um, here's what I'm trying to say, is that Batman is, you know, like an obsessive fanatic for his cause, uh, which is like the eradication of crime, and that's impossible. It, it will just never happen. Um, and 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 that's kind of what keeps the momentum of that character like moving forward from storyline to storyline. Like that's why he comes back after whatever you know setback he had last time. It's because well, crime's still not gone. But the problem is if you change the inciting incident of that entire obsession to be. Like, this crime was caused by a particular societal ill, by this one X thing, then Batman's goal would be solving that, yeah. right? It would be, it would be solving for talk shows. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He this would be become, gr- He would just become, Bruce Wayne would just be the Bernie Sanders of the DC universe or something, <laughs> right? Like, he'd, he'd just be trying to, like, really eliminate old? billionaires. He'd be very old, first of all. I'm imagining him as, like, an ultra safe, like, booker for Conan. <laughs> it's like what he'd aspire to be after this. Oh, right. Well, the, 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 the problem is just that attributing any movement 
to the killing of Batman's parents is like a bad idea. It doesn't make sense in the long run. But what other end can through. they have for this? The, like, they, they, yeah, like, so like, like we so can talk about how it's that, like a, again. This is why this is why the Waynes just should not have been involved in this entire. Not at all. Movie. Or they should have been pivotally involved to a way that wasn't them disappearing for um, large portions of the movie. Yeah, make it actually about that duality and make it about the the sure yeah the, the difference between growing up. It would be one thing if it was like. This is going to sound awful, um, but stay with me. It would be one thing if it was like, oh, Bruce Wayne was also born with, like, the same laughing problem that the Joker has, that Arthur has. Um, but because he was, like, in a rich family, it was just easily, like, That's way solved too by smart. therapy yeah. Yeah. or, you know, if there was an actual thing there that would make it, those yeah. two oh. characters that showed, like, an, an obvious uh, reason why, like this class divide sucks it's like okay well there you go now you've just like illustrated your theme yeah in a way that involves your characters instead you get these stupid dead-eyed exchanges between (sighs) the two that's just like like again other than playing the 60s and like imposing (laughs) the batman logo on it it would like it was so cheesy and like weirdly out of place yeah like again, yeah, it's, it's it's very bad and um, lazy. Like because the, there's other comics and Batman media that has been willing to sort of twist the origin story and have it so that the Waynes are not necessarily noble people. They try to sometimes yes. do that. They, 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 Batman, they don't. Batman they have to commit two. to that. Um, I'm not a historian, but Batman Volume Two, Issue Forty Seven, in particular, <laughs> uh, it, it 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 does explore Bruce Wayne kind of is like going over. He's he's investigating. You know, he's a detective. He's investigating the death of a man <laughs> who died like, yeah. in the middle. You, you might have heard of him. Yeah. Um. He, he's investigating a death of like some dude who died in the middle of a field. He he somehow like broke his neck, but there's nothing around and there's no presence of any other person, right? And it turns out that it was just like born in a shitty situation, and to try to like elevate his station in life, he took experimental, like, superpower drugs. He, he, he tried to fly, and then he fell in a field and broke his neck, right? And and during the, the point of the story is, as Batman is, like, tracing back the cause of this death, he essentially kind of concludes, like, this comes back to, like, Wayne Industries. Like, right. why isn't Wayne Industries creating a better life for people in Gotham? Like, isn't that really the source of this death and so many others? Yeah, there's certainly um, been, like... yeah. No, keep going, Alex, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, so there's there's definitely been, I think, and and you guys mentioned that this is very topical these days, but there have been kind of trending towards Batman stories that take a look at, like, not just Batman, but Bruce Wayne is starting to re-enter the picture as, like, you know, this guy is a villain, or, you know, I, I was, I'm saying this because you just said the, the Waynes themselves are kind of shitty people just by dint of being a billionaire yeah, this, and so many are suffering, this, right? That is the approach, that is the exact They're trying thing to get is, there in this movie and it falls flat, I think. It doesn't reach it. it doesn't well, they're undone on. by the 70s aesthetic with that for sure. Like, if they they they, this, they decided very early on clearly that they wanted to do this. The, the clo- you know what they do? I don't know about that because, well, I don't know if, if it's really... So I'm I, I, again. I'm not a historian, so I don't know what you the are world looked like before okay. before I popped into the planet in 1991. Um, but if if this is like kind of is is it definitely the 70s? Would you say? Yeah, the look of okay. it is certainly 70s. Oh, yeah. The technology is 70s. The clothes are 70s. It's because all one the of the most pivotal in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, King yeah. of Comedy is the 80s. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, because in the in the eighties, I, I would imagine that would be a more fitting because that was kind of the Reagan Thatcher yeah. era where Why all this hell? shit kicked Why off the into hell? turbo As mode. usual, as usual, you're fixing the stupid movie. You're you're presenting a, a, a like a, a a take on this that is so much more interesting and exciting to me. Yeah. I, and I'll be honest, I don't really. It's still a think, take that I, requires the Waynes. But he's saying that that doesn't need to be a but, bad thing. No, I I, I also yeah. agree. I think that like a, the direction Acosta should is taking this movie is better than no we for got, sure. But he's he's I'm gonna I'm commending Alex as if he is the director of this non-existent yeah. movie. <laughs> thank you. And thank I you. Think, I, I, I'll out myself though as a, as a bastard because I don't think that this movie entirely messes up its themes. In the beginning, I, I oh think yeah, this, I agree. I with think you that, on that these things that I'm talking about are present throughout the movie, right? He's, but it's that's still a fuck up if you don't actually finish them. If you yes, if you flirt yeah, with I, them I and present them that. or commit to yes. any of them, really, yeah, in it's, earnest. yeah. So it's, it's it's like you said before. I don't think including these aspects of like here's a you know a, a mentally ill man who is let down by the system by the society around him because he's you, you know he's unable to afford the medication that he. Yeah. really needs to function in society right mm-hmm. um I, I don't think like you said before that's not an inherent but like you can't it's not like you can't have that in a movie but i think that by not sticking the landing and by not drawing it to i don't think the conclusion is the part i necessarily have a problem with that, that it leads to violence some aspect i don't think that's inherently bad um, and, and maybe that's just extremist of me, but certainly the way that this movie just fumbles at the end um, does not complete that line. It doesn't. It doesn't finish the drawing oh, there. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I, I think. I think it. I think the kind of like direct action that the opening would lead you to naturally is not the kind of action we see taken by characters characters in the end of the movie right and i think yeah so here here's the thing here's the thing i keep going back to and i'm sorry to cut you but no 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 go um, on. The, the thing is the beginning seems really fine I, I and it's like okay this 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 can work like the story that they're telling has nothing to do with the dc comics at all but that's fine it, it can work as a movie uh but then uh at some point you realize that the director is making this movie because he's one of those can't joke about anything these days, kind of guys. That's yeah. that's why I had to stop making comedy. Yeah. and it and it just comes through so clearly. And it's just like, oh, wait, no, you think that like people helping each other to like elevate their situation is is not a good thing. So you don't know how to actually end your movie with like people coming together. You think that like that any kind of action from the lower class is like a mindless riot right. or whatever is, is right. inherently it's, violent mob. and that's because yeah. that the way you're right. saying this alex is that is that the more this actually like correct me if i'm wrong here but you, the way it says it sounds like you're saying the more this like like exploring its themes or at, like setting them up is when the movie's at its strongest but this whole thing andrew was saying about the perils of this of the connection to to Bruce and the Waynes and everything like that, like that's when it falls apart, right? Because that's the reason oh, I, why. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's I, the I reason think, why I think the they third act mishandled is... that. Sure, yeah. sure, but I'm I'm still sort of like arguing that the inherent idea behind this movie is flawed in that I don't think they can like I don't think they can make a movie without that connection. 
Like, I, I know I they the fumbled it. That the, uh, go ahead. I, I said, like, they fumbled it, but that doesn't, you know, show that this is an entirely, like, a deeply dependent movie. On what? Are you talking about on the, Batman the class struggle? Himself. Okay, oh, the on, Batman. Yeah, yeah. If it's the Batman mythos, I, I agree. I think here, well, here's the big fucking problem, right? This is the huge, this isn't even an elephant in the room. This this is the, the room. room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the room here is that you are depicting a situation where the, the hero of this class struggle story is like, goes on to become one of the most well-known super villains, right? Like, so what am I supposed to take from that? That like poor people who like can't afford their medication are super villains. Yes, that's. Am I supposed to take that like you know if 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 you are getting like robbed by the rich and and having your wages stolen and you know your landlord is making you cough shit everything you own up like are 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 you a bad guy and you should have just fucking paid the money? That's like, a super good that's, point. That's, that's, that's kind of the problem. Yeah. The context. Like again, I I think this movie. You know, I I didn't I didn't hate it like you guys do, but it thematically it is pretty repugnant the way that it oh for sure. shakes out. I, I I think it's very I I think in this conversation we're having right now put more thought into the ending of this movie than actually was written into the movie. Oh yeah, I think that's I I, I I'm actually after hearing you say all that stuff, I I'm going to go out on a limb and say for sure that you couldn't do this without like, like the weakest part of the movie is, is the connection to the Waynes and the depiction of the class struggle and stuff like that. And I think those weaknesses are there now that I think about it because there's no story without them and they need to actually focus a lot more on that aspect and a lot less on this, these myopic perspectives on, on, like the, the 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 you know the 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 lower classes being um suggestible and and linked to like inevitable like inevitable um sympathetic, violence and, sympathetic yeah. to violence yeah, yeah. Um, um, so i think that the like i really do think that that i agree with with what alex was saying about how you needed to take this in a way that 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 fully commits to to the the dynamic between the two of them that they're that this movie's obsessed with wherein um you know the the Waynes are privilege and excess and and um yeah. Arthur is the opposite. You you did need to have like Bruce there in a much more active fashion. I think it would have been a hell of a lot better than the insane the but like like Thomas Wayne subplot and how um how you're left being like, oh, did he fudge the papers? Like, who was really <laughs> yeah, crazy he, there? I, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? I and it takes so long. <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? There's no payoff Because to that. if yeah. you're going to go down that road, make Bruce an active figure in this and make it so that Yeah, make that ambiguity make matter. It, yeah. Make it a brother story. Has to be necessarily active because you can very passively benefit from your privilege as, like, inheriting wealth but right make make them but making the wanes more obviously part of the story or so i don't know i i don't think it's 
in as drastic need of uh, well hold oh on. It's, it's in need of a makeover but i don't think it's that drastic of no, a it's, makeover there i think i i yeah. i'm with andrew like it's, what it's, the fuck like what the fuck is this thomas wayne shit it's like oh you know who, what what what, what the, well, their class well, hates on. they hate politicians sure. especially rich ones i think it's even like it's a more basic problem than that mm. we see it a lot in mm. movies where it's it's just this interminable wait for a character to do something you know they're going to do <laughs> in the first five minutes of that movie. Well, that's like a prequel issue, right? But this uh, isn't sure, no but way. Like, no, but I'm they, not going to excuse it. They have it enough on creative. That. They they were given enough creative freedom with. You this mean premise. like near total? Yeah. Yeah, to come up to okay. do something better. So you're not a big fan I, of him I, cornering uh, Thomas Wayne in the bathroom. That's wasn't your favorite part of the movie. Absolutely, yeah, that was it. Yeah, or Alfred no, being like, "Dude, talk thing. to Master Wayne, you brutish yes, lout. Get your hands out of his mouth, you I, weirdo." Yeah. I liked when um, my favorite scene in the movie um, was when Alfred hits Arthur with a broom to shoo him away from the <laughs> gates. Like, get out of here, Cretan. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's because that's not even like I'd say like the Wayne thing isn't even the weakest part of like the third act, I'd say. The whole third act is fucking garbage. garbage. Yeah. The talk show scene is like one of the most it's it's an absurd premise. The actual like execution on it, like the speech that he gives is this it's worthy of 8chan. It's just this, like, <laughs> incoherent well, it's, frustration. Probably, it's going to show up on 8chan regardless. Yeah, I would but, say that that represents a significant financial uh, support for this movie. Yeah. Is people who, who frequent that establishment. There you go. Uh, yeah, Kim.com loves this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anybody uh, who's written a manifesto yeah. in, in, in the 2010s is probably pretty on board with this. And if you want to see a worse written manifesto, just... Tune into the last scene. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, And uh, I mean, I made the joke uh, when we first saw this. Like, the, the idea that somebody who is wanted for, who is wanted for, like, what, four or five murders at that point could be a guest. <laughs> Not a guest. The well, second guest on a live. They don't know it's him, though. Yeah, they don't they know do. it's him. They do. The detectives know it's him. They know it's his... They stalk him out of his apartment oh, yeah. well, at the just, hospital. They're just highly, highly suspicious. Yeah. No. I, I, what was hey, that? Where's your warrant? Yeah. Where's your warrant, Pig? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. Pig! <laughs> well, what was the parallel that we had of like, it would be the equivalent of if Andy, Book, Andy Dick was wanted for murder, was booked on James Gordon <laughs> as the second guest. You really don't think the LAPD would arrest him before he made it to the couch? You know you're seriously dating your episode because I'm sure by the time you hear this, Andy Dick will be wanted for murder. Uh, that's not even a, that's yeah. not even a, like a possibility. That's a certainty. <laughs> the bloodlust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm with Andrew on this one. I thought I think that it's so improbable. Even though he was like they don't fully they don't got the hard evidence on him. They know that he's wanted. He is. There are police he's not looking a, for him. Yeah, he he's a person of interest. Yeah, yes. He's, he's, yeah. There's no like. And the two, the last two cops who went to try to get him, like, are were he's, hospitalized. He's like, yeah. He's like actively running from them. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Like, it's, it's, it's like, like, like Harrison like Ford. Like the, the last act of the studio. fugitive takes place on like Letterman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's it's because his fatal flaw is his need for attention <laughs> yes it's it's the new they are remaking the fugitive 
Okay, oh, there not, you go. They're not like tracking him by GPS. Like he he can go somewhere and they <laughs> might not be aware of it. I don't I don't understand. If any cop is tuned into that show and they reveal the guests. They know exactly where it's a live show. Yeah, is it a it's, live show? It's a live show. Oh. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that's fine. I can suspend my disbelief that it takes them like eight minutes to get there. <laughs> no, but he, it's, it's more than eight minutes. He's the second guest. This is really important. Like he'd be showing up like 40 to 50 minutes into the show. <laughs> I'm a big fan of. Of this new version of the fugitive, where instead of helping people, he's just like he can't stop he making YouTube attention. videos, outlining where he is. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I could perform this life-saving surgery at the risk of my own freedom, or I could pose or in front of this very iconic pizza restaurant. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's a little nitpicky, but I still think it's it's stupid. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, also, outwitting the cops in that chase scene was stupid, too. Also, two very overqualified actors playing those cops. There, there's overqualified actors Everywhere. all over yeah. this movie. <laughs> I like Brian Tyree Henry as the clerk. Yeah. <laughs> the clerk who just wants his file back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope they paid for, like, first-class airfare to and back to and from for him. Yeah. Because that's a waste of his time. Well, I'd say this this movie's a waste of its time. Like, the, the way the plot... Like, we talked about this, how, like, there's so many movies that sort of rely on the idea of, like, fake-outs or that it was a delusion after all. But, like, when you do that, you're inherently calling into question why you even showed us that in the first place. It's, it's so obvious, though. And, yeah, it is, and it removes a lot of... When there's scenes that you suspect that taking place in, it removes all of the stakes and tension from them. This movie, like, doesn't seem to care about stakes, which is weird no. because a lot of it is spent with him running from people, like, desperate to avoid being captured. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, I just want to call one more thing about um, the way this movie treats mental illness, I think, is backwards and harmful. Um, even if we're to believe that... Um, that Arthur is adopted the last second and subjected to all, like brutality and horror by his, you know, his foster mother and, and her boyfriend. Um, it suggests, um, and look like, you know, not to cast too much of a pall on this show, but, um, I'm talking as someone who like firsthand experienced, like, like, charity-based healthcare in America and the depths of how nightmarish that was from, like, a mental illness perspective. Because, my God, it's like a dehumanizing nightmare. Mm. But this movie is not coming from anybody who I feel is empathetic to that. And it's it shows mental illness as, um, as something that's caused, um, like... That, that is um, sort of brought out in someone by trauma, which, you know, fair enough, but it's also something that is immediately life-alteringly alienating. Um, it separates him from any connection or, or we're supposed to excuse his madness because of that. Yeah. Um, and that's like a, like a 19th century approach yeah. to this subject. And, like the, 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 the it cheapens it. it. Yeah. It, it turns it into a cheap prop. Yeah. And it, it shows it, it just, 
it, it, it really made my stomach upset. Yeah. I don't think it's trying to say anything about the like mechanism. It's not saying it's trying to say it. anything just, at all. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's like, I have to look at it as what it is, but it, you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's, um, one thing that we should say is like earlier we were talking about what movie would exist because of this, like, you know, tying this to the dark Knight and everything like that. Um, but I'm going to outright say, and Alex, I feel like you'll probably agree with me on this, but, um, from a business standpoint, this exists because of Logan, which exists because of Deadpool. Like the idea of giving, um, a character, his own very violent, very gritty story is was was proven to be something that was financially feasible with Logan. Um, and Logan is also a movie that the two of you quite like. Um, I'm much, I'm much, much more reticent about it. Um, so why don't you two tell me where Logan succeeds and this fails? Like, why was that so much better? Why was that approach? Um, why did that lead to the creation of a much better movie? It's a much tighter, better focused story. There's an actual arc. There's a place that that character, cha- like a character that you've seen for what, 15 years at that point. You longer. actually see, yeah, longer. Yeah. You see change and get to like a reason, like a reasonable terminus. And you bought that. Yeah, I didn't, but, uh, <laughs> <to> <laughs> I, I, I also, yeah, I also think what they're, uh, the like the styles of movies that they're referencing meld way better with that story. Like it's clearly, I mean, they, they do it almost explicitly, uh, point out that it's just a, an homage to Westerns. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a thing though. Like the, yeah. I think the movies have a lot in common because they're both, I think dependent one, on the style of other movies, but it's more than, it's not the style, it's <laughs> the structure and they do find their own style. Whereas this is something that like, as much as the production design is, it's, it is well produced. I think it but looks I'd say great. That it's, yeah. But I'd still say that there's still an element of it being creatively bankrupt in that they are still a, taking a style of some other movie rather than finding their own within that framework. Sure. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? In this and Logan. Yeah, I think Andrew hit the nail on the head pretty much. I, uh, I'd especially echo that Logan is very thematically simple and it just, it, it does its thing and it finishes it, right? It's Logan is a story about like, finding hope in the next generation when everything is hopeless right now and it it shows that in many different ways some of them awkwardly literal (laughs) like when wolverine's past comes back to haunt him (laughs) uh and some sometimes just much more sweetly right like with his relationship with aura um i I think that movie sticks the landing on its themes and i think it just um expresses them very succinctly and and we don't have to get into this quagmire of like why why come in the third act they just threw them all in the trash can and lit them on fire together like i don't know you you know like you you can tell what's going on in logan uh on on a literal level but also on that thematic level that is oh so sweet fair enough um yeah i i guess sometimes with what this project does is it makes me retroactively appreciate movies that i didn't like <laughs> as much the first time because it shows me just how it could much have been worse further it could have sank yeah um closing thoughts um i have an anecdote on this movie that is 
Uh, well, it's not an anecdote. It's just a factoid. I'm no historian, but... <laughs> But this movie does seem to borrow some... I love that bit. I, I, I want you to keep doing that well into the 2020s because it's really good. Okay, as, as long as you compensate my, my salary All right. that extra bit. I, I charge for the bit. I'll take, um, I'll take two years off your sentence. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all Early I can parole. Ask for. There you go. Yeah. Um, the it's first... now 9997. <laughs> number of years yes. you owe me. Excellent. Um... No, the first villain when Batman got rebooted in the New 52. This was in, like, 2010 or something. Right. This is the first arc of Volume 2. It's called The Court of Owls. Yes, I was actually going to mention that earlier Everyone in, terms of, um, in terms of making Thomas Wayne and the Waynes themselves into problematic yes. figures. Yeah. Yes. So, so something interesting about that, these are, these are kind of very minor... Um, aspects of that story and it's definitely not not necessarily something that it hinges on the court of Owls, but i did see them make their way into this movie and i was like hmm i wonder if maybe somebody was like all right read like the essential batman stuff They're like here's some new stuff here's some old stuff and you get a feel for what you're doing here um in the court of owls one of the major characters is lincoln march who is like a rich dude running for mayor and a friend of bruce wayne's which is um well to Thomas Wayne running for mayor here, right? Of course, this one is a lot more crucial to the story. But more interestingly, bad guy, who I want to call the owl, but he's never actually given that as a name. Uh, the bad guy of this arc at the end, he reveals that he believes himself, and you never get a conclusion on whether he was right or not. He believes that he is also a son of Thomas and Martha Wayne. He is Batman's brother, according to him. And he believes he was, like, denied his birthright, but he found the Court of Owls, who are, like, a bunch of bad guys, to just help him attain power in another way. Because he was, like, abandoned as a child for, I don't know, bad guy reasons, right? (laughs) Martha Wayne was embarrassed by him or something. Uh, The point being... What a jerk. It seems very similar to this whole, like, Joker is the brother of Bruce Wayne and deserves, like, a birthright from Thomas Wayne. Yes. Because the bad guy's name, you find out, or according to him, is Thomas Wayne Jr., which is very on the nose. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, I... His real name is a ruthless billionaire, Thomas Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, Ruth for short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Damn it. That's better than the reveal at the end of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> you should use your first name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, so, I, as I, as I, so my closing thought, I guess, is as I was watching Joker and, and, and this, you know, I, I was not liking the Wayne family parts already. I thought they were kind of ham-fisted and shoehorned. Um I, I, I think it's fine to have Thomas Wayne in there as like just an example of, you know, the the upper class just hogging power yeah, and just wealth do and whatever. It right and thoughtfully. just just keep him on the other side of the TV, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but as as he was doing this like I'm your son thing, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. You're just doing the storyline from the Corn of Owls without the fun parts. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew. The final thoughts. I feel like I've said it all. And like, 
I, I think talking about this movie anymore in a lot of ways is like wasted breath. Like the, the, the faster we can sort of like put this in our rear view mirror, the better. I'm really uh, interested to, uh, to see where this is going to end up with you on, on, on both of your lists. Oh, I've got, a, be neat. I've got a spot. I want to put this in the cage, like a new subset of it. Yeah. For like, for like naughty movies. That's where I want to put this in. It's a bit of a naughty movie. Don't confuse yeah. this with naughty movies for naughty people. Yeah. Um, though I do host podcast. that. Yeah, yeah. I do host that. And it's about skin flakes. Um, Nailed it. All right. Do we want to do most normal moments? Golden pounces? Isn't there an animal on fire in this? There sh- <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> this yeah. seems right, yeah. Yeah, seems- sure. Okay, yeah, we'll sure give it not. to the animal that's on fire, so maybe just like a cartoon <laughs> of like... Do we have a... <laughs> we might have I don't remember. missing for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we definitely had a... Uh, there's a childhood <laughs> drawing. Is there? Is there a childhood drawing of... Um, is it like a Bruce Wayne? Isn't Joker. it? Is it one of Joker's like disturbed childhood drawings? It might be, yeah. No. No, nope. we don't give a fuck. Okay, okay we're moving on. Jeez. I know you've got a most normal moment. No, I don't even. Re- my most normal moment was extra cinematic when I found them slugs in the, in the turret. Oh, okay, uh, the laughing in the comedy club. What? What about it? <laughs> Him uh, doing the nervous, uncomfortable laugh when the guy makes a uh, a joke about himself being Jewish. Oh yeah, 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 yeah joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a really good tweet that someone said that, um, the real evil of Joker is that he took a first date to his stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the real yeah. crime. Yeah, 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 it's really, really good. Turns out he didn't, though, oh, so there okay. you go. Yeah, yeah. I, she, was, I, I, she was in her heart, his, his heart the whole time. Oh my god. Alex, do you have one? Oh, I, no, I was just gonna say, I, 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 uh, a woman online said that that's when she knew it was a delusion. Um, are we supposed to find the most normal moment? No, I, we don't. I think, okay. Yeah, we okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and as uh, as we get to the end of our episode, I just want to remind everybody, all of you, to listen to our show at normalmovies.com, a website that Andrew. Uh, Andrew gives it about the same amount of love that Thomas Wayne gives to poor Arthur. Neglect, <laughs> at all. neglect and false hope. Denial that I yeah, have yeah, any yeah. involvement in this yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. A lot of forged paperwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People mysteriously <laughs> vanishing. Oh, man. Yeah. When I asked Andrew if I was... Uh, if he was working on the new episode, I suddenly didn't have a passport. Yeah. I, st- yeah. I stuck my butler on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hit me with a wiffle ball back. <laughs> um, yeah. So please continue supporting us, downloading us on iTunes, on a- Android Tunes, Google yep. Tunes, Google Play. Those are all real The Zoom store. Yep, yep. We're on that. Uh, thank you for sticking with us for the 2010s. I can guarantee you that the 2020s are going to be very... Very similar. <laughs> we will have no new features, uh, but we will see these increasingly erratic. <laughs> like the real class divide is how there are some movies that are so incredible and some that are like so offensively awful. Yes. Then that should only continue until exactly. and the good movies should the, do nothing yeah. to help the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, let me just point out, um, person by person, um, 
so so Andrew has this rule uh, that Alex and I cannot edit our lists ever, and neither can he. <laughs> um, so Andrew's rule. Why I, is this my rule? It's called. <laughs> yeah. It was called Andrew's <laughs> law for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I I'm a, I'm fairly confident, Alex, that you would say the best uh, comic book movie of the 2010s is. Oh, I was going to, I guess it'd be Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's what I would say. Our lists do not reflect that, though. So I will list everybody's favorite new comic book movie for them. Uh, Alex's is Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy. Their favorite 2010s comic book movie. Okay. You know. Guardians of the Galaxy, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't no Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it's not. Me... We've said this before on this show, but Jordan and I both were like, wait, we underrated this Yeah, movie. oh my god. Alex was giving me shit before we recorded about my insane problem where I don't recognize the quality of a movie until, like, subsequent viewings. Um, which I'm sure never impacted this show in any way at all. Uh, but, like, originally I thought Edge of the Spider-Verse was excellent, and it turns out my initial review was wrong it is extremely excellent it is is, incredibly good it is decidedly i'm putting together a list of all the movies that i saw in the 2010s i've been doing it like on and off for a while now and that is the only superhero movie in my like top five movies of the decade none of these other ones are anywhere close oh yeah that is that is like it's an achievement but guardians of the galaxy one volume two (laughs) oh volume two oh Oh, wait a minute Move aside, um, spider people. Move aside, spider people. Um, Andrew has his favorite uh, new superhero movie of the 2010s is all the way down at number four, Avengers Endgame. Uh, nobody likes wow. that movie. Yeah, that might, it was okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that might be one that I might have put too high. Yeah. Um, Alex, I, uh, I don't know if I said this to you, but Andrew generously shared his Disney Plus account with <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Um, Oh, you sure you want to admit that in public? The <laughs> Disney goons. Make oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the mouse is very litigious. Yeah, yeah the mouse is out here, dude. Um, Mickey Mouse's massage parlor. <laughs> I changed the logo, <laughs> put Mickey's pants back on. Some people you just can't reason with. Um, so anyways, I, I put on Avengers Endgame because I was like, Oh, okay. This is here. This is awesome. Um, but then I saw that Andrew had already watched the movie and he had given it like seven minutes before turning it off. And I concluded that the only explanation was that he really wanted to see Hawkeye's family <laughs> suffer. Uh, yeah, get him. Get yeah. him, Thanos. He'll deserve happiness. Yeah. He's a the, shitty character. They, they second, turn to Dustin and just pause. Yeah. My work is done the here. The second yeah. a heartbroken Clint is looking for like signs of his children or his wife on the farm, Andrew was like, okay, I've seen enough. He's not heartbroken because <laughs> he doesn't realize what's happening <laughs> at that point of the movie. Yeah, yeah they ran away very quickly to pull a prank on him. <laughs> they did. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, my top new superhero slash movie of the year is number three at Dread, which is... Definitely that's awesome. Yeah, that's pick. solid. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. You, I, I think so you cool. might have the, the best of us. You think I have the best one? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. I finally did something right. But Great that's all going to change because Joker's about to take that yeah, top spot. Go. Alex, <laughs> as, as the correct person, the person with the canonically <laughs> accurate list, why don't you rate uh, Mr. Mr. Laughing Man? This might take a little bit, and I haven't like hemmed and hawed over one of these ratings in a while. I feel like I used to do this all the time. I think it's I got... hemming and hawing worthy. Yeah, cause... here's the problem. It's very well. First of all, it's in that Birdman category of like <laughs> I can't rate this against like a fucking 
Rock'em Sock'em Captain America flick, yeah. right? Oh my god, um, a number of 111 on my list, I wrote X-Men question mark Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the colon, okay? Um, yeah, I'm having the same problem, Alex, because I'm seeing stuff at like 100... First of all, our lists are 148 movies long as of this recording. Yikes! Good god. But like, I can't in good conscience, conscience um, um, put this... At like a hundred four, because it would be, it would be it's slightly less than Over the Hedge, but slightly yeah, better yeah, than Judge Dread. I think you need it's to like, dream bigger, pal. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. there's parts of this movie that are deserving of not I, chilling I actually, down there. Yeah, clearly there's parts of this movie that I think the three of us at least agree do belong in the dredges. I'm actually, I'm going to go and and give it a spot because I think I've I've sussed out where I would Anchor me so I can go a little bit higher than you and call it a day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll go a lot bit higher. Who am I kidding? This is number 101. Wow, that is kind of dire, huh? Because I'm putting it, um, I'm putting it lower than super. Which I, I think is a pretty. I was about to ask which one is super. Super is Rain view. Wilson with uh, as the Crimson Bolt. They yeah. know more. So again, a, another story about a misanthropic, like faux costumed person who's doing nothing but causing chaos. But at least that movie had a, something a lot more sympathetic behind yeah. it. Yeah, it's it, it's a substantially better movie than Joker. It's not even close. So I feel like it's kind of unfair. I'm, I actually uh, like, <laughs> lower it goes. Okay. Yeah. I will put it lower. Um, I'm, I'll put it at 102. Okay. Uh, it is lower than the, the shadow. The shadow is on top. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and below is the like absolutely unwatchable Valerian and the city of a thousand planets. <laughs> <laughs> It's One a, of the very worst movies of the decade, which still is 45 slots. Like, it can, 40, it can always get their 45 movies, movies that are worse. Yeah. You can always go lower. What the fuck have we been doing? I have Valerian at 103 also, Jordan. It Please. sucks, Alex. That movie sucks. It's not yeah. good. No, it's just... Give it at 103. It's like 118 for me. Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe I need to rewatch Valerian and give it another try. But when I say rewatch Valerian and give it another try, I specifically mean the scenes with Rihanna. There we go. Valerian had decent actors sort of... Oh, no. What am I talking about? Clive Owen sort of tries, but basically doesn't. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, those poor, <laughs> that poor, like, French CG studio. There we yeah. go. Uh, but, like, like I'd rather watch now. Valerian than, I, like, I'm scrolling down to, when you go below Valerian on my list, you get stuff that's actively offensive. You're in the poison This zone. is the problem yeah. with us recording episodes so far apart, is because we keep forgetting how bad these movies are, like, and we keep rediscovering, like, Monkey Bone and Max yeah, Steel. Yeah, like, you get something at, like... Like, 122 and 123 on my list are, like, Zoom and Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> like, things that never should have existed in the first place. And you could still go lower than that. There's always Marmaduke. Um, and, uh, and, again, like, like the last... Hog is big. The la- <laughs> again, the last five movies that I hope to God remain... Like, I, that I never see anything worse than is... Are, are things that actively were like crimes against characters or movies like Spider-Man three or the, the green spirit Hornet made it in my yeah. bottom five. That's pretty dire. That's fair. Dragon ball, dragon uh, ball evolution. And we're all still in agreement that fantastic four is the worst yeah. superhero movie of all yes. time. 
Andrew, are you ready? Uh, I've got a spot. So what do you do? Uh, I'm going a little lower than you, Jordan. This okay. is 113. Okay. Uh, mm. This is holy fuck. Yeah. Yep. This is below X Men Origins Wolverine, old bear, ah. and uh, <laughs> above. Uh, I'd say like another like very unhelpful, profoundly unhelpful movie. <laughs> Wanted. Yeah. Damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> profoundly unhelpful is super accurate. Yeah. You're yeah. a genius. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like um, like danger to society. I've wanted even lower than that. I have it at one twenty five. Yeah, that's that's still probably yeah. right. Yeah. What do you got, Alex? Number three. I, in good con, I have to float it upwards. In good conscience, I can't put this movie below Astro Boy. Um, it's not gonna happen. I don't know how Astro Boy's so high. I don't know how The Losers is above Mystery Men on my list. Uh, <laughs> I must have really loved The Losers, where Mystery Men is much worse than I'm remembering. It was really not very good. Yeah. I was disappointed. That's one of the big disappointments of this show. That's yeah, like that's Hellboy kind of the, 1, where it was just not as good as I remembered it. Yeah, how you could have a cast like that and just yeah. miss. Yeah. It's like the opposite of... Um, uh, Pussy and the Pussycats, was that the one that surprised us? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. surprise in the history of the show. <laughs> there yeah. are a couple of movies I really would like us to rewatch. What like, that? What, yeah. My let's number one on my list. <laughs> Sorry, I said maybe let's not do that right now. Yeah, yeah. Spawn. I'm sure we can talk. Spawn about is that something forever. that is all really low on our list, and I'm sure isn't that bad. Oh my God, Jordan! Uh, I think that's <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah, well, that is not where I thought this would go. But uh, yeah, that's well, that's. A, when have I ever been wrong? Eh, okay, Alex, yeah. give us your uh, give us your your ranking. I will put this. This will be fun here. I'll put it in a really fun place. Um, I will put this at number 87. Okay. This is a little high, but when you look what's under it, so above it is Batman Returns, which I think is funny. (laughs) Uh, And then right below it is Amazing Spider-Man 1. This puts it well below. If I put it much lower, like, I'm in, like, super... And the Wolverine territory. Do you like so. how we all put Justice League well above this movie? Yeah. A movie that was directed by it's, two different people at the same yeah. time, but making contrary visions of the movie. I, I, I want to I want to be clear. There's that, your duality like, for you. <laughs> no, I, I want to be clear that there's like an Alex Acosta cut of this movie that is much, much higher on the Release list. Release the Alex cut. <laughs> <laughs> release, release the Alex cut, please, of Joker. Um, there's parts that I really like, and I and I feel bad because like I've, I have friend who likes this movie and might uh might not enjoy. It. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting thrown out of their house next time. Uh, and 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 might disapprove of my low placement, but like, uh. yeah, there's there's just some obstacles I can't get over. Um, especially regarding its attempts to comment on society. Yeah. Failures there. So what's that, what's above and below? Uh, I said Batman Returns is above, and Amazing Spider-Man is below. Oh, That's boy. your sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not in great company. Just because no, I put it a not. little higher doesn't make it like the end of the world. Uh, Calm down, Andrew. <laughs> so he was winning. Andrew, stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will end with one last thought. Um, once every decade or so, you find you get a movie that. Um, I talked to Andrew and, and a few of my other friends about this. It's like, 
dorm room movies. Like movies that people in colleges buy big posters of and put on their wall. And there's a direct correlation between those movies and um, people who turn out to be like like conversation killers when you actually talk to them in public. So I'm saying... Finally, not to be too, <laughs> you know, I never make grand sweeping statements on this show, but if you're, if you're in a social situation and meeting a stranger and they're talking about how this is their favorite movie of all time and they've like bought a big poster of it for their home, like walk away. That's my advice to you. <laughs> I was and say, on that thought, yeah. on that note, um, seriously, thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, sticking around for God knows how long this has been going on since 2015. This is like yeah. five years of the show. Almost Absolutely. Oh, no. next summer. It'll be five years, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like that's our five year anniversary show. And, and by then, <laughs> the, surely, the surely that will be our Aquaman episode. <laughs> Alex, my face is lighting up here. I'm really excited for a five year anniversary show because what this program doesn't do enough is like inflate its <laughs> own importance. <laughs> Yeah, we never spend time. We we're always so focused on the movies, and we never talk about us. No, yeah, like I know. To really take a step back for a change. Exactly. Um, but again, this is one of my favorite things to do. So thanks to both of you. Uh, in oh. Our one sentimental moment in 148 shows. <laughs> um, Enjoy it. Yeah. 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 So uh, looking forward to many more. So I'm signing off yeah. for myself, Jorben, for Anglu. Thanks for listening. And. Release the Alex cut. I said release the Alex cut. <laughs> you can't trick me into you that. You tried again. to stonewall me. <laughs> release the Alex cut, but don't um don't release Alex from the show because he's not going nowhere. Yeah. I got him by you the balls. Now he's still got 997. <laughs> hey, there yeah. we go. <laughs> uh stay normal. Stay normal, everybody. Me first. <laughs>